Hey guys, welcome to the first spring episode of the <laughs> uh, the World's Apart podcast. Depending uh, on which side of the world that you yeah, go in. It's a seasonal change. We're either going into spring or you're going into autumn slash fall, depending on your word, That's your true. vocabulary. That's true. Um, yeah, and actually today is the first sunny spring day because in South Africa, we've been in spring for what, three days? Three days. But the first few were just cloudy. I was like, winter's hanging on. I told a friend, if we had, if there was the equivalent of Groundhog Day here, he would have, like six weeks ago, he would have not come out of his hole and said, winter's staying longer. So every year (laughs) in February, before the end of winter, there's this whole thing about on the February 3rd, I can't believe I know this much information. About Groundhog Day? About Groundhog Day. I'm still trying to think, wrap my brain around what is Groundhog Day. It is a day where a groundhog either comes out of his little hole in the ground and shows his face. And that is an indicator to farmers historically that spring is definitely around ah, the corner. Okay. So they could plan accordingly. Or if he doesn't come out at all, it's like... It's much further, like another yeah. six weeks or eight uh, weeks away. Yeah, so, you would have stayed put. But every year, <laughs> like clockwork, because there's nothing better to do on the 3rd of February, um, newspapers, news articles, newsmen everywhere go and see is uh, the groundhog wherever he is in the United States going to come out or not. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've can, seen that. Like even presidential yeah. things are around Groundhog yep. Day, whatever that. I don't, I've never known what it means. I think there's nothing better to do on that day in February than, I guess, think about that. So I was thinking, <laughs> man, this stinks. But finally, the sun has Ugh. made its appearance. Whew. I can't deal with the cold, so I'm very happy about that. Same. Very <laughs> much the same. But we have a really cool topic for today's conversation Mm -hmm. i'm actually really excited about it i like talking about this stuff generally um because i think how we live matters and so yeah nams why don't you introduce us to today's topic and kind of how it came about sure all right chris so this is this is what it is so many of you will know that on the 28th of august we all received the shocking news that Chadwick Boseman mm. had passed away. If you don't know who that is, he played the king in Black Panther. After his passing, there's just been an outpour of different people um, just sharing about how, what a big loss um, his death is and even what a big loss it is, not just for the entertainment industry, but in general across the world. It mm. feels like people feel it at a diff- deeper level than typically when somebody passes away. Um, and I know I've personally felt it. So I've, I've been thinking to myself, like, why is it that this has been personally affecting me so much? Mm. And, and I mean, we can definitely talk about it, but I definitely think part of it is it's, it's bigger than just he did this character, but it's what that character represented. So Nams, people, like, as we said, people are dying all the time. Sorry. It's a sad reality. Um, And famous people pass away every year. Uh, But why do you think for you, why I was, because you told me like, as soon as it, as soon as it happened, we were already talking about what, how to talk about his life. Like just, yeah. Why? This was a big thing. This hits you really big. Mm -hmm. Why? I think it's definitely in the conversation that we're having right now 
in the world uh, with regards to race. So many of you know that you know there's been a lot of difficult things happening um, in, t- in the States in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement. I think that's been a really big thing. Um, but I think this even that's just a peak of something that's been happening for years. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So coming from South Africa, from an, uh, from a system like the apartheid system in the States, they had slavery, uh, you know, around the world, people that look like me um, often are not either well represented or if we are represented, especially in areas of media and film, then we're usually represented as people that are... Um, you know, criminals or needing help or, you know, any, if you think about anything that you saw about Africa when mm, you were a kid. Right. Yep. Yep. I know. <laughs> you know, it was mm. all... Those poor little babies. Yeah. You wanted to go rescue them from the, flies. the awful things they were living in. Exactly. Yeah. With the flies everywhere. And this, and, and I'm not saying that those, those things aren't true. Like, there's areas and parts of Africa where there's a lot of poverty with, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, there's just so much more to... to the people here there's so Mm. much more to african people there's so much more to black people than what we've often seen in Mm. in in the world where the person you've seen in the world are represented and the thing is what you see on television shapes your worldview whether you know it or not and so people then treat you the way that they've seen you being you know people that look like you've been treated in film and Isn't that crazy? Media. Yeah, I mean, it's actually awful. It's it's subliminal as yeah, well. Yeah, you don't even realize it. Yeah, you don't realize it's happening, but it is happening. Mm. And so, when years and years of that have just happened, and you know, I think that's one thing of how the world is responding to us. But then, how does this impact me as a as a person of color? Okay. Well, I'm not sure about mm. if my dreams or the things that I strive to be will be as big as. Because there's nobody that looks like me that I see in certain places. I mean, occasionally you'll see, you know, like one black person make it in. But then it almost always feels like that's the exception. But the rule is, is, you know, we can't achieve or we, mm. we're not put in those positions. Or So I think, I think that really plays a lot on um, a, the identity of a person. I think that also impacts a lot of we speak a lot in this podcast about being image bearers Mm. and so the idea of god having created humanity equal no matter what color or race Mm -hmm. you are i think it plays it plays a big role in that because Mm -hmm. because the people that have my skin tone are usually not equals we're usually less than Mm. in a lot of these media um, productions and so i think when you grow up as child and you see this consistently, it messes with you. It messes with your brain, yeah. it messes with your heart. Um, so what what this movie then does is, you know, Black Panther, this movie, what it does is it puts, it creates this world where people that look like me are achieving and they are doing well and they're decent human beings and they're not dependent on the West and they're just and and it it's beautiful how they mm. portrayed Africa. Usually I don't like it when Americans are like this is a, this is what Africa looks like. You know, like 
I mean, maybe I'm being harsh, but have you ever watched like Going to America? Coming to America. Coming to America. Yes, yeah. Of course. of course, that's all anybody knew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. And it's so upsetting. I'm like, you gotta that be bar. kidding me. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's no just, that whole thing. Yeah, the whole yeah, representation is awful. You know, now that you live in Africa, like, don't you think that was like a little bit way off? And yeah. Usually, we watch it. And I'm we're like, like, what part of Africa yeah. <laughs> is is the jungle actually like it, that? Exactly. Or even yeah, like the way that people are portrayed. Yeah. To, I don't know. I'm no, just like, yeah. where in Africa it's is not, that? Yeah. Tell me. No, you know. You. <laughs> even so, other movies where they portray, you're like, people don't actually walk around in in loinskins all the time. Exactly. So it's weird. Anyway, but I think. So I think they did a really great job, and mm. not only including including African artists, like because they're South African actors in that mm. film, um, but also really understanding some some of the cultural references. Now, again, Africa is a continent, and a lot of the time, you know, people in the in the states, people will see us as one country. So right. that's obviously not true. Um, but not they, but they, but with Wakanda, what they did was they did a great job at taking different part, different African traditions in different p- parts of Africa and making it this one unique place mm. and it I, it felt refreshing I don't know mm. the, just the take on it was really refreshing versus just you know oh they just picked a few things and thought they knew what they did they really We're tried hard to be intentional about it um, and so the movie I mean everybody's seen it it's been, it's been years now that it's been out you know just creates a sense of pride and mm. not pride in, in a negative way but in a wow like this is what we are. This is who we are. These, you know, we're capable people. We're we're people that love life. We also we are also, you know, I think the fact that it was a technologically advanced, um, you know, society shows you know that side of it too. And then I think speaking specifically on the women, like the women in the movie are strong. The women in the movie they're not strong and like they're hard because they have to be hard, mm. but like they're intelligent. They, they they are also, you know, in, equal to the mm-hmm. men in the movie. There's just a lot of things that you see and you're like, wow, these people look like me and they're they're strong women. And it's just, it's cool, you know? And and I think this is the first superhero mm-hmm. that they have, a superhero of color. And I'm, it's mm-hmm. a bit crazy to think that it took, I mean, 2018 maybe when that movie came out, yeah. I think it was 2018. In all those years, we'd never seen a superhero of, color and like this is the first one so even that in and of itself so i think i think the biggest story is yes the movie was amazing but it but it showed something that people like me have never seen Mm. before and it gave a feeling like i remember being in the movies watching that movie Mm. and being like wow like i don't want this two hour or whatever to end because it was just it's a magical world that i want to stay in you know do you know what it is (laughs) what is it it's eternity Ah, uh, that would be that, great. As you're describing it, and as I have heard so many people like you, like you're saying, mm-hmm. describe what, and heard so many interviews of people who went and experienced it, and seen, I have seen all of my friends of color coming out of it. You have all said the same thing, and every single time, I get a taste of two places mm. before humanity went off the rails when they get this amazing picture of a garden um, in the beginning of the story of the Bible and then the new heaven and the new like eternity Mm -hmm. the reason like I was thinking you know why you love it because you you were represented as you were meant to be Mm. as 
equal image bearers. That is why, and I think that's a beautiful, I, I'm pretty sure because directors, there's nothing they leave to chance. Mm. The producers put a whole lot of money into that. So even how you were saying they made sure they took from all these cultures, they made sure that their characters were like, Everything tells me that the people who made this movie had a very specific purpose in mind. And I really think the greater thing that is using to show is like equal image bearers. Mm. And this is how it's meant to be. Yeah. And it's not meant to elevate anybody above another because I think there's always that insecurity that can come out in people um, who aren't maybe represented in a certain way. It's crazy the majority represented culture gets incredibly in, insecure as soon as they're not represented, <laughs> by the way. They're like, what about me? But wait, history's been about us. So um, I think it's it's a beautiful picture of what was supposed to be and what will be. Yeah. And I think that's, movies like that pull our heart, like remind us of eternity. Yeah. I think that's the bigger thing. Yeah. I just love that it had such a massive impact on you mm. I mean on me and I mean not yeah. just me I'm like a lot of people yeah. who look yeah. like me and so and that's a hard thing to do mm. to have you know you can maybe have a certain impact on a, on a people in a particular country yeah but when that yeah. that is running true. true for people no matter what country they're in mm-hmm. that's something special that's happening and and so yeah and so I think that's why when you hear news like that, you're like, what? That's crazy. Because it was it was just a moment in history where things felt right. Hmm. Like the way they should be. So like well you put. Said. So well put. There's people in your life who at certain seasons, they definitely impact you more. And then there's people who generally almost sometimes change because of their life and the way they live. It almost changes the trajectory mm-hmm. of your life because what they were stood for... Um, or what they promoted, if I could say that, what they advocated for caused a huge shift, a paradigm shift mm-hmm. um, in some way, shape, or form. And and your life is forever changed. I think there are those yeah. people, big and small. Big and when I say that, like people that, like we were talking the other week about women in our personal lives that we know who've impacted us mm-hmm. versus public figures. So the big one I would say would be like public figure people. Um, but then the smaller but is every day in my life yeah. kind of people those people also change yeah. the trajectories of our lives as i've been wrestling with this I, i'm trying to understand what the loss is you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. i think because i think when you understand what question. the loss is then you that helps you to understand why wow, this is the legacy that i feel like they left and you can well. value like hold mm-hmm. on to that even within the loss maybe it's a bit of comfort yeah yeah because i think you know we're all human beings and nobody's superhuman right. but but I, there was just something, even when you watch a lot of Chadwick's interviews, mm. um, he talks a lot about having purpose and living according to that purpose. Also, I know his castmates from the Marvel Universe have yeah. been like, on. you can go see their responses on YouTube to mm-hmm. his life as they talk about him. And it, it's just like so admirable and honorable. And everybody has such great things to say about him. He felt mm. like he was a really humble man. And so it's amazing that people can say amazing things about your, your craft, but then also say amazing things about the human being. Right. Yeah. So, it's and just, I think that, yeah. like, what you hit on <clears throat> hitting on there is, is the differentiation we want to note in this discussion today. It's not just people who are, who have a talent or have a, had a huge contribution to, the world or society 
and then mm. their personal life and character are just out of sorts that don't match up. But we're talking about people who, both in the public eye and mm. in their private life, things have really consist. They've been consistent. Their character has shown through, and those are kind of the people we're saying we think have that greater lasting impact. That's why the world feels feels less, and we feel at a loss. Yeah, not having those people. No, that's agree? true. Yeah, I would say so. I think that legacy has to be bigger than just what my job is mm. but it you know it's also it's the character and the person that I am yeah so Chris do you can you think of anybody else has this feeling that I'm feeling right now with regards to Chad Bosman has that is that kind of a feeling that you had experienced yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's like um kind of two figures that like those people were as soon as you hear it's, it's exactly what happened with Chadwick when I heard the news, I just my response was, "Oh no, oh no." Mm. And stopped like stopped in my tracks. I remember hearing coming home from being out with friends and hearing about Princess Diana's death on the news in mm. high school. Yeah. That was one of those like stop you in your tracks moment wait what just happened yeah and you think about all the people you know who actually really looked up to her mm. and what is this like I immediately thought of my humanitarian my humanities teacher who loved and really looked up to Princess Di wow. and I think another one was um was Nelson Mandela oh, who yeah. passed no do you we were at a I don't know if you were there but we were at a a, a kind of a trip with a bunch of students and uh-huh. and that's where and that's where we found out. Oh wait, it might have been before, but his funeral was while we were on this trip yeah. with the students. And both those days just felt like strange. We were actually in the states uh, when okay. it happened, and we had happened to be watching the news randomly, and it came out. And because um, my husband's South African, so we were both just like, "Wait, what?" And to watch him go through that actually not in South Africa mm. when it happened was very interesting and to watch him grieve and mourn yeah. the loss of that of of such a great yeah man in the public eye and out of the public eye mm. and I mean even with Princess Diana like I, I was very young but knew enough about her and had seen her enough on TV and her humble nature in the way that she spoke about things that you know that was a really really big deal for us in South mm-hmm. Africa as well um, and then obviously with Nelson Mandela, it's was huge deal for right. us, huge, um, and and not not because these people were some kind of special humans. Right. Um, that's not what we're saying. Like I know that sometimes people get elevated to a godlike status, mm. and I'm definitely not advocating. Like that's not what we're saying. But it's the it's the fact that they decided that that part of their life or a lot of their life, <laughs> like in the case of Nelson Mandela's entire life. Um, and even with Princess Diana, like her, she chose to use her reign mm. as as a princess in order to push against some of the the things that were happening in the world, like right. the evils of the world. And right. it's just, I don't know. There's just very few people that will decide that they want to take on that. There's something about all those people we're talking about that, like, you can find that similar thread. Mm. They had power they had fame or glory let's say whatever we want to call it but they 
used their position to help others Mm -hmm. and they weren't they weren't just looking to help themselves yeah i think for me the clearest place where i can see that i mean definitely see it with the lives of nelson and mandela Mm -hmm. and the lives of princess diana but um i think with the thing that also rocked the world about chadwick's death was the fact that he died from cancer that nobody knew about and Mm -hmm. it's almost like I feel like it was purposely done that, you know, hmm. he probably didn't want to tell anyone. Maybe sure. I'm overreaching here. You can let me know if I'm overreaching. <laughs> but I'm like, I think if we had known that he was suffering from cancer, I think it would have distra- distracted us from what he was trying to achieve. Sure. You know, with sure. regards to um, everybody really being able to, to see the story, the narrative fitting, not just for him, but for me. I'm sure there was privacy reasons why he kept it private and you know i think he's well in his rights to do that but i also think that you know he probably just didn't want to distract from the craft sure i think you're right and i think imagine i mean even now when you watch it knowing that he was already battling cancer it's just like oh my goodness that's so much more incredible to watch his his ability to hold on to character and stay in character while undergoing like and not and this and it's an aggressive cancer it's not a mm. i mean no cancer is a walk in the park but even the the level that it had been in at that point yeah i think it's just so admirable and you think holy cow man this guy's life and and what he left behind is is that much more impactful i think i know you visited some kids that were also struggling with cancer mm. um and he there's an there's an interview where he speaks about that and he gets really emotional about mm. it and it almost makes so much more sense now because right. he knows what they're going through and the more i, I understand mm. his story the more amazing i feel like yeah his legacy is i think even there as you were sharing that it was making me think like because i'm like i mean it could have been good that he shared it but then i think but it's yeah something about the humility he he didn't distract or detract from what he was after mm-hmm. i mean he could have easily shared at any point what he was going through but then maybe he realized and this is amazing foresight or really great um just like wisdom dropped down on him <laughs> from nobody from nowhere else but above to say no don't share that to like that will make it about you mm. and it's not about you mm. and i think he knew that yeah. it seems that he knew that it otherwise like i feel that. like he would have definitely shared yeah. that world life rocking information with yeah. others so even more so i'm like oh my goodness because as soon as one of my kids is a little bit sick in any way shape or form they're like I'm dying. Mm. You know, I'm bleeding. I've got this gash on my foot and it's like a little cut. So I think just his humility and his self-control, it it wasn't about him, it seems. No. So this started to really make me think, Chris, about even my own life. Mm. You know, um, how much of my life is wrapped up around just the success that I want to have and how much of my life is hoping that I can use the gifts that I've been given or the, you know, the purpose of my life can be bigger than just 
me you know like how how much of my life how much of my life am i actually using to make a difference and not necessarily we don't have to be famous to do this like every individual has this opportunity to do it um and so you know if i were to you know pass away tomorrow like what would my legacy be Mm. you know and um and i think everybody can ask that question because we all have the power to make decisions to push against the grain of certain things in society or to make the decision to um to push forward good things in Mm. society and so i think yeah i don't know that's been big the whole week (laughs) i mean i think like even that question is is there literally for everybody because you we will all we will all leave a a legacy Mm. either one that is adding and giving life or one that is taking that's true and and not and sucking life as i like to say sometimes like we all have we are all gonna have an impact in some way in some way that's how we've been made like you don't not impact anybody your life the the very fact that you exist as a person um has an impact it impacted your parents your mom at least definitely impacted her Mm. and continues for the rest of your life whether you think it does or not Mm. um and then in your life as you engage with other people you impact them and you have an effect on them so i think it's a great question to be asking ourselves what to be looking and seeing and thinking okay wait in light of 2020 being a total wash for some of us yeah (laughs) let's think okay how can we use this for good Mm. and looking forward what does this tell me about the legacy i've left so far yeah and do i want to keep aiming towards that or do i want to like totally change yeah yeah i think i think even as difficult as this year has been and i don't want to like lesson for anybody how difficult this year it has mm. been the fact that we've all been forced to stop and pause and and really be stuck almost mm. you know not by choice yeah. um but i think that is really almost like a wake-up call it's almost like it's almost like uh you know god is giving us an opportunity to really really think and wrestle about where we're at and is this really what we need want to do going forward and so and i think that's in various areas of your life i think that can be a spiritual um thinking through i think that can be an emotional thinking through mental um you know what i do with my life my vocation Mm. i think we've all across the across the world because the world has changed yeah and so it's really given it's a if you you can see it so there's a lot of hard things but you can see the positives of of this 2020 season of man i can really start something new because right, right. it's all new for everyone exactly i love that actually i really love that because there's hope there mm-hmm. there's possibility there's opportunity um and yeah there's a quote from anna green gables oh my word but her teacher says tomorrow is new with no mistakes in it yet uh. And it's like, yeah, there's just lots of possibility in that statement and in what you're saying. I think um, for anybody, wherever they are in their life, today does not have to, yesterday does not have to dictate today and tomorrow. Mm. There's always an opportunity to evaluate and think, what do I want my life to be about? So what would people 
say when I'm gone, when I've shuffled off this mortal coil as Shakespeare once penned um, to get higher English on everybody. But I think, yeah, I, I, I feel like he and people in, who have had these lasting impressions that we're talking about, like, I feel like they thought about that. They mm. considered what's it going to be? What's, what's the mark I'm going to leave and not for myself, but what am I going to, you know, what's it going to be about? Is it going to point to me? Is it going to point to something bigger? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, and then in that, it makes me ask the question of myself. I've been asking this question a lot. Like, am I willing to die on this hill of whatever Mm -hmm. I'm busy, like fired up about or excited about? Um, and it, that, does that reference come from, you say that a lot. Where does that come from? It might be southern. I don't know. But the idea of dying on a hill is like I. Well, okay. I think yeah, maybe it comes back to like war and like. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great point. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the Civil War. Maybe the Revolutionary War, where you go to die on a hill. This is my last stand. Um, this is what I stood for. Yeah, and if somebody's going to war, exactly what you just said. Now, actually, you're not going to war over something that you don't value. It's like this exactly. is exactly. This is worth taking my life. Right. Yeah. This is worth dying over. Mm. I think that's a good question to be asking ourselves. There's so many things in the world and conversations and practices um, and political, even political viewpoints on things that everybody gets so riled up about, I'll say. And that, like, the question is, are you ready to die on that hill? Mm. Um yeah, and consider the lasting impact of that that thing you're ready to give your life for. I think most of us would say no. So then that should actually help us re um mm. reevaluate maybe the hills we're standing on and shouting from. Mm-hmm. And and consider reconsider the legacies we are currently leaving. Yeah. And how we want those to be going forward. Because we all have that. I think the thing is like just to reiterate you have the opportunity to change. Mm. Nothing, nothing is set in stone at all. And how you live and how you die matters. Well, thanks for all joining us today. Um, we hope that this has been really inspiring for you mm. and um, has really helped you to also start think, thinking through what your life and your legacy that you're leaving behind could be. Oof, man, it's so deep. I love, like, I'm thinking in my true self, I'm going to probably, like, take a few rounds, dip my toes in, take a take a full-on dive into this and then probably dip my toes in and <laughs> Cause that's how I like to rule, but I really, yeah, it's definitely stirred up a lot of fresh thoughts. And but please uh, feel free to contact us. Don't forget to follow us at the at the Worlds Apart podcast, um, and you can DM us there. We also have an email, Worlds Apart Podcast at gmail.com. It's been real. <laughs> Talk to you soon. You know, you say it's been fun. It's been real fun. It's been fun. It's been real fun. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy mom jokes. <Jess. laughs>